it's all about loving myself unconditionally, not putting a price on it. So not going, I'm going to love myself when I lose weight, when I earn more money, but actually really loving yourself in each and every moment throughout your life. Hello everyone, happy Friday. Hope you are having a beautiful start to your day. Welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. This is another interview episode and this interview is with Fillmore Youth founder, Reiki practitioner, the beautiful Alicia. Alicia has been a speaker for my Nourish and Brunch business. She was actually a speaker for the recent Nourish and Brunch virtual. And if you want to hear more from her, you can check out the Nourish and Brunch Instagram. But in this interview, Alicia tells us all about Reiki, what it actually does and what it can do for you. Also, a few of her other services, such as her women's circles and her cacao ceremonies, and a lot about self-love, which is what she touched on in the Nourish and Brunch virtual segment. So I can't wait for you guys to dive into this episode. I absolutely Absolutely loved talking with Alicia, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Without further ado, here is my interview with Alicia from Fillmore You. Alicia, welcome to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited to, to join you today. So am I. As I was saying before we were recording, you have such a unique approach to the things that you do. So I'm really excited for my listeners to hear all about it. Oh, thank you. That's so lovely. Yeah, I think. Uh, I really love tying all of this together and it brings me so much joy. So I'm so excited to inform your listeners and and all your followers about what I do. Amazing. So first thing I always ask every guest is what does real health mean to you? Um, so I think I really, I really like this question. So uh, my relationship with health has kind of been a little bit all over the place throughout my life and I've kind of struggled with the meaning of health a little bit, but at the moment I'm really building this beautiful relationship with it and like working with professionals to support me because it's probably an area that I don't really know that much about. Um, but I think the main thing is that I I love to kind of experiment with things and um, kind of do my research about specific things, try them out, see if they kind of align with me and then if, if they do, kind of tie it into my lifestyle a little bit. But mm-hmm. while kind of I learn more about it, I really, about health, I guess, I really try to kind of put in little things. So really trying to get the most nutrition out of my meals, um, working with things like, like protein, make sure I have like a, enough protein in my diet and being a vegetarian, kind of tying in everything that supports my body exactly how it needs. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of that, I think it's so important for me specifically to kind of indulge in things that I really love and not kind of cut anything out completely um, and still have those times where I get to kind of celebrate and and have those things like I absolutely love donuts they're my favorite thing in the world (laughs) so I would never cut them out of my diet but then kind of trying to balance it out so all about balance pretty much yeah I love that answer because part of the reason I did the Real Health Real Talk podcast is to shine a light on what real health means to so many different people so that listeners can sort of work out what real health means to them because it is different for everyone. So I love that you research and you try things on and you maybe tweak things and and also how you 
still have joy in your lifestyle. I think that's one of my big messages is that, yes, it's important to live a healthy lifestyle, but part of that includes living a joyful life. Like that is what's healthy. Yeah. And, and not like restricting yourself so much that, that food isn't, doesn't bring you joy or, or thinking about meals or, or health is really like daunting and like really heavy. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think balance is key. Definitely. Yes, I love that. So our first segment is the real recap. So what have you been up to the last week? Um, so I'm I'm teaching full time. I'm kind of I will I am in my first year of teaching. So I'm a grad teacher and mm-hmm. we've been just going back to work, which has been all kinds of busy but absolutely amazing. So I've been spending lots of time uh in my full time job at work and stuff like that, but also coming back into like in-person Reiki sessions and and being able to kind of reinvent what I would have called my Reiki sessions in the past and kind of adding new things and and delving into some new kind of areas as well. So all quite kind of career-based at the moment, but really experimenting again and and tying new things in, which has been really, really exciting. That is exciting. So I never like to ask people what they do because I feel like it's a closed-minded question. Um, but I do like to ask people what stage of life they're in. So what stage of life are you in at the moment? Um, yeah, so I think like kind of what I just said, basically really focusing on my career at the moment and different job roles that I have uh, in my own business and my day job and stuff like that. But I think, and this is probably a constant for me, delving into all sorts of personal develop and development, sorry, and working on new things and kind of creating this big list of modalities that I can use and and experimenting with different ideas. So Reiki and, and cacao and stuff and different things that I can tie into my practice, which all kind of fit really beautifully together. Um, But also during isolation, I did a lot of self-development. And so I've also been kind of having an integration period where I'm just kind of taking all of the knowledge that I've learned over the last couple of months and really sitting with it and finding how I can put it into practice without really overdoing it and just kind of moving really slow. So yeah, I think that's probably where I'm at at the moment. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that integration step is so critical to be able to retain the learnings and the skills that you've learned, but I feel like it's a step that's often ignored, so that's that's really great to hear. Yes, I think that it's so often ignored and often because it can be quite uncomfortable. I think like often we're chasing that that new thing, that that next step that and the integration part is so important. It allows us to really sit and and to learn and, and really delve deep into our, our lessons or whatever we're delving into at the moment. But it can be kind of uncomfortable because we're not achieving or what we think might be successful. So, but yeah, so, so important. I agree with you there. So what is Reiki and how did you come to be a Reiki practitioner? Oh, I absolutely love this question. I love talking about Reiki so much. <laughs> um, so Reiki is a form of energy healing uh, and it works by providing love energy to the body. So during a session, we kind of, we bring your body to a point 
of relaxation and during that relaxation it's your body's actually able to heal itself so we call this a f- the phase of rest and restore um so during a session clients would come in and just really relax into it um you get all like snug on the table and stuff and we put on some beautiful music and it's really really nice and so we allow your body to really relax into the session while as the facilitator I kind of act as a bit of a channel for love or life force energy which we provide to the body as well to kind of raise its vibrations and and therefore build a a beautiful overall well-being. So it is a healing modality and it works on the basis that everything is made up of energy and so mm-hmm. therefore it can be practiced both in the same room and if you're not in the same room. So it can work uh, in different states or different countries and kind of acts on the sense that energy can be sent anywhere and we can kind of rely on and trust that the energy will be sent to the person that we're working with at the time. That's so cool. Yeah. So we kind of work with the seven chakras as well. So that's kind of what we go through in a session. And we can kind of, while working with your energy, tap into any imbalances. And so each chakra, when it's balanced, it looks a certain way. And then when it's imbalanced, it looks a certain way as well. So Mm -hmm. during a Reiki session, not everybody, but personally, I do a bit of an energy reading. So it kind of provides the client with things that might be happening or what they might be experiencing based on the chakras that I've been, I've been able to sense are imbalanced. Um, so yeah, at the end of a session, we kind of have a bit of a chat about that and what it might look like for them, but also what we can do to support the client the best and then what they can do outside of our sessions together as well. So lots and lots of info about how you can feel your absolute best pretty much. Yes, I love that. So how did you come into being a practitioner? Um, so I I researched Reiki for quite a while and it was something that I was into and I really loved uh, the essence of it and everything behind it. And so I found a business called Nourished Energy in Melbourne and uh, Loretta who runs it is the teacher and offers uh, different levels of Reiki. So level one is lots about learning about how to practice on yourself and the the background of Reiki and then I've also completed my level two with Loretta which is how to form a business and and practice on clients and stuff. So yeah, would always recommend Nourished Energy. It's an absolutely beautiful business. It's heart-centered and she's absolutely amazing. So you spoke at my uh, virtual event, Nourish and Brunch Virtual, last month. You spoke all about self-love. What is self-love to you and why do you think it's so important? Mm, Self-love is so important Um, and I think so. I think for me it's all about loving myself unconditionally. So it's kind of really about not kind of putting a a price on it so not going I'm going to love myself when I do this when I lose weight when I earn more money when I can stop kind of thinking a certain way but actually really loving yourself in each and every moment throughout your life so 
for me also it's about really believing in myself so and building this beautiful basis of of self-worth so that other people's opinions really don't scratch the surface and I just have this incredible self-worth belief that yeah that other people's opinions don't really make a difference um but yeah so I also think self-love also has a lot to do with trusting yourself which is probably something that I have have really struggled with over the time but it once you start working on it you will immediately see the difference and and trusting what's happening as well rather than kind of sitting in a bit of a victim mode of everything's happening to me I can't really control anything just really flipping that and and building a trust for what's happening and knowing that it's happening so we can learn from it so having this beautiful trust in in all that is, is happening in yourself in circumstances in every situation um yeah so I think it it can be also like finding the silver lining as well so even in times that might seem shitty or or like things are working against you trying to to find that that beautiful lesson or what you can take away from this experience but really the basis of it is is having a beautiful relationship with myself and and being able to kind of tap into my intuition and my gut feeling and really knowing that I can I can have my own back in situations and not need to rely on other people all the time which is probably mm. something that I've done so often throughout my life so so working on that is is really really beneficial for me and then again like what you said like having looking after myself in all ways including health as well and really creating an overall well-being which is health and and mindset and self-belief and incorporating self-care practices and making sure that I'm taking time out to rest and so my whole body um is feeling its absolute best and and yeah honoring each of my phases too so even when I'm not feeling my best really knowing that that's okay as well and not having any judgment on myself and or beating myself up and yeah really just loving and honoring myself in each and every moment I think that's probably yeah my definition of self-love for me I love that I feel like a lot of women listening would be that would be something that they desire. So what would your top three tips on cultivating self-love be? Yeah, okay. So there's a few. I think number one for me would be the more that you love yourself, the more that you can love others. So the work that you're doing on yourself will show up in all areas of your life. And and yeah, it, it will just blossom the love the more that you build on love for yourself will just blossom into absolutely every aspect so I think for me this started when I when I started working with professionals in this area so like I guess you don't know what you don't know and and working with professionals allows you the support to to move through through things that's blocking this self-love that you have for yourself um so as you break down walls and get to know and understand yourself on like a whole new level, you tend to form this beautiful love for yourself and and this gratefulness and, and gratitude, I should say, towards you and, and absolutely everything about you. And I think then 
once you start to to cultivate this self-love, that's when you can start loving others and really showing that that pure love, that unconditional love that I think is so important for everybody. So I think Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's probably that's one. <laughs> um mm-hmm. so another one I think is, that's huge for me is connection. And I think the more that we get out there, we talk to people, find more, find out more about self-love. So this might be like connecting with people like professionals or people that know a lot in this area and and learning like self-development wise in that sense, but also creating a connection with other people like, yeah, creating connection with like-minded people, allowing yourself to get vulnerable and, and notice how these relationships change when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and the depths that your relationships get to and that level of connection as well will Mm -hmm. absolutely bloom. Um, But yeah, sharing, sharing things with others, because I know something that's really beautiful is that when we share, when we get vulnerable and we share situations that are really close to our heart, we learn that a lot of other people are feeling the same. And we do, we share so much in common that we kind of keep hidden behind closed doors. So when we allow ourselves to share that other side of us, we often find that we have some beautiful similarities with other people. Yeah, so good. And I think my last one would be acceptance. So I think this comes with with time, but accepting yourself and exactly where you're at. So I feel like mm-hmm. this, this whole energy around acceptance and it's pretty much just loving on something no matter what like no conditions so accepting yourself without judgment whether that be something that you might have like made a mistake or you're learning a lesson uh like a way of thinking that you know gets in the way of situations and just accepting them as they are just knowing that it is simply meant to be and knowing that you can change your decisions in the future and do things differently and and work on something but knowing that beating yourself up doesn't allow you to feel good and it actually keeps you from feeling good. So that beautiful acceptance piece of, and the more, again, the more that we, we start to accept ourselves, we start to accept others as well. Yeah, so true. I think acceptance is so important, particularly in self-love, which is something that I've spoken about a lot. I think that sometimes people think that they have to absolutely love every inch of their body and I think that's a big barrier to people being able to achieve self-love because the ultimately we're not going to absolutely love every single or love the way we look in every single facet of our body but I think if we can learn to accept our body and love our body not necessarily for the way it looks but for the fact that it's our body that's a really big game changer yes yeah definitely and and just accepting where we're at at each time, not be not having that view of like, oh, I should be here or I shouldn't be thinking that or I should be doing this. Just really accepting yourself just exactly where you are. Mm, love that. So your business, Feel More You, I want to talk a little bit more about that. So one of the things that you offer is women's circles. So what are women's circles and why do you think they're powerful? Yeah, so I think women's circles are incredibly powerful and so they are pretty much a sacred space where women are able to join um, and leave absolutely everything at the door. So 
it's it's the coming together of a group of women who who really want to create connection uh, where appearance and and popularity and background like nothing like that matters. It's all about who you are on the inside and and how we can support one another in this in this moment that we share together in this space. I think um, I think they're absolutely beautiful and it's something that I love love holding. Uh, so usually when I run women's circles. We do a bit of a guided meditation and we go through a journaling process and then end with a bit of movement or like a movement exercise of some sort, which kind of allows us to integrate this learning or knowing that we've just kind of delved into and process it into our bodies as we can kind of work as like a mind and body connection. So during our journaling process, we go through different things and they can be there's often different topics that we touch on. Um, sometimes it could be like our limiting beliefs and delving into what holds us back. Uh, we also might focus on building our confidence and really owning our worth and what we're good at without the fear of being judged or, or feeling like we're bragging. And I guess it's it's pretty much a space where you're accepted and loved exactly as you are. And funny enough, again, underneath, without all the exterior that we bring most of our day, a lot of us share the same values or, or limiting beliefs or, or fears. And I think it's a really beautiful space where we get to realize that we're all in this together. Mm, they sound absolutely amazing. Um, another service that you provide is cacao ceremonies. Can you tell us a little bit about these and what clients can expect? Yeah, so I'm. this is really exciting for me because cacao is something that's uh, something new that I'm learning and, and starting to put into practice now. So what it is, again, it's a sacred space, but it really focuses on expanding our heart chakras. So cacao is a heart opener. And so it's a bit different to cacao powder that we can kind of get at the health food shop or the supermarket. Um, cacao powder is, we can kind of use in everyday recipes or or smoothies and stuff like that and even though sometimes it can be organic or raw or something it's quite processed and so the nutritional value is like significantly lowered so during cacao ceremonies we use ceremonial grade cacao which is the cacao bean in its purest form uh, where it's not tempered and it has so many beautiful vitamins and minerals and it causes the production of serotonin and other chemicals in our body that allow us to feel this beautiful love energy that, and we're able to feel relaxed and really blissful and just the most beautiful experience. So yeah, during our ceremonies, it is a little bit like a women's circle. Uh, we, we normally do some meditation, but we might do something different like breath work or other exercises that really kind of focus in on getting us back into our bodies and and during these ceremonies we can kind of find that we might have a heightened sense of intuition or we can kind of have this beautiful feeling of belonging and I guess overall it kind of aims to create this heart and mind coherence. So yeah, embodying this beautiful love and and really building that relationship with ourselves with the help of of some beautiful plant medicine like cacao. Yeah, that sounds so, so cool. I can't wait to come to some of these. (laughs) 
Oh, I would love to have you. That would be so cool. So I want to know, this is my last question before we get into quick cues. Um, mm-hmm. What is something that you did through the pandemic to ensure that your self-love remained a priority? Uh, I think for me, the biggest thing during isolation was being able to rest. Mm-hmm. I think in the, in the busyness of everyday life, it's something that I probably wasn't putting as a priority. Um, so not having the opportunity to do anything, can, it kind of forced me to really focus on rest and and almost build a relationship with it. So having that time to really, really be able to rest in my body and even like in my mind as well, I think it's something that I'm taking into what is now normal life mm-hmm. and, and really making sure that I put time aside to rest like every day rather than kind of once a week or like on a Sunday Arvo or something like that, but really making time to rest every day so that I can kind of show up as my best self. Yes. I feel like so many people would have learned the lesson of rest through isolation. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny what we learn when we, we're not given another option. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have our final segment, which is quick cues. So they're rapid fire questions and you can answer with whatever comes to your head first. Okay. <laughs> so are you an early bird or night owl? Uh, early bird, definitely. Sweet or savoury? Um, kind of both, I think. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um, snow or beach? Beach. Coffee or tea? I actually don't drink either of them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm more of like a hot chockey kind of person. Okay. And autumn or spring? Spring. Nice. Okay, well, they're all of my questions. Before we wrap up, where can my listeners find you for more? Um, so my Instagram handle is feel full stop more full stop you. Uh, that's probably my most present platform. I do have a Facebook under the same name, but um, I'm probably more present on Instagram. And there you can kind of, through the link in my bio, I have links to booking Reiki sessions or I normally post all of my events on there, anything new that's come up. And yeah, I would absolutely love to connect with everybody that wants to jump on board. Amazing. And for those of you who want to see the segment that Alicia did for Nourish and Brunch Virtual, that is on an IGTV still up on the Nourish and Brunch Instagram on the feed. So you can just click over there to see it, which is a talk all about self-love. Beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to see you soon. Thank you. And that is a wrap on another Real Health Real Talk podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Alicia. And if you did, make sure you pop onto your Instagram, share me in your stories or leave a rating and review. Really means the world to me. Can't wait to speak to you in my next episode. But until then, I wish you happiness and real health.